You are now listening to Closer in Tech, the podcast created by the D2 Collective. This is Erica. And this is Nasti. The D2 Collective's vision is to make the tech world feel closer. This podcast aims to inspire you through the ever-changing world of tech. Meet Serena. Serena is an Atlanta native, a LinkedIn speaker and coach, and a university recruiter. She has always enjoyed writing and loves sharing stories from her life and career tips on LinkedIn. The true story is she didn't know what she wanted to do, so she majored in psychology and sociology in college and eventually found her way into university recruiting. She has grown from 400 to 16,000 followers in one year of posting on LinkedIn and has worked with hundreds of students and young professionals all over the world to build their personal brands and land new roles. Welcome, Serena. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for our conversation today. Hey, Serena, this is Nasti here. Really excited as well to have this conversation. Just to start off with, your story is is really interesting and I think as well relatable for so many of us. Could you tell us a little bit about your journey um, and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, of course. So growing up, I always wanted to be a third grade teacher um, at an elementary school, but I went into my senior year of high school and did an internship with my third grade teacher that I had back in the day, actually. And it was such a fun experience, but I realized it wasn't the best fit for me based on my personality and the fact that I was a little bit more of an introvert. Um, And so I went into college not really knowing what I wanted to do, and I felt like I kind of had to start over. But that's totally okay, because everybody goes into college not knowing exactly what they want to do. But if they do know what they want to do, that is such a blessing. Um, But I did take AP Psychology in my senior year of high school, and I really enjoyed it. And I realized that psychology was something that I just enjoyed my whole life and was finally able to put a label to it. So I ended up majoring in psychology and then adding a sociology major to pair with it. Um, And I really got into industrial organizational psychology, which is basically a blend of psychology and business. Um, And so I really dove headfirst into being a part of a couple of research labs in college. Um, But then I realized I didn't really love the world of academia and couldn't really see myself in that for my whole career. And so I decided to pivot again and go into corporate and focus more on HR. Um, So the first summer during COVID was when I was doing my second um, internship in human resources. And I also started creating content on LinkedIn during that time, which really ended up helping my career down the line. Um, And then I graduated college and then started as a contractor working at a large telecommunications company in recruiting and then recruiting specifically for um, students for internship and co-op program. Um, And then after that position, I switched over to a full-time role at a tech company doing pretty much the same thing in campus recruiting. So Um, for my whole career so far, I have been in campus recruiting and it's been really rewarding. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I, I personally really find like your story very relatable because I had a bit of the same when I was like studying and getting into like kind of the work career path. Um, and I can imagine like many other students kind of, yeah, facing like different challenges, um, 
uh, going through that. So uh, with your experience, Arena, what are some of the challenges that you see students face during the recruiting process? Sure. So obviously students haven't had as much experience going through the recruiting process and a lot of them just don't even have the knowledge of what's the difference between a hiring manager and a recruiter and they don't really know how to talk to the recruiter or you know what exactly a phone screen is. So some of the things that I would say right off the bat for them to just be able to make sure that they ace the recruiting process is um, first of all, having a targeted search of the recruiting process. So it kind of is a waste of time to apply for positions that people that you aren't interested in and that you don't fit the qualifications for. So, um, you know, I would make sure to tailor your resume towards the positions that you actually want. Um, but then beyond that, also knowing what kinds of companies you're interested in, um, what kind of managers you want to work for, what industries you want to work in. And then on top of that, during the interview process, making sure that um, they're able to answer behavioral questions. So that's a big one I see. A lot of students don't really know what a STAR question is, which stands for situation, task, action, result. Um, basically, that's when a recruiter asks you, like, tell me about a time when you did so-and-so. Like if you led a team or if you excelled at a challenge. We want to be able to hear a specific example. And some students don't realize like, oh, this is not a situational question. This is a behavioral question. So they shouldn't be answering the question generally, but they should be answering it in a way where they give a specific example that shows definitive proof to the recruiter that they've done something in the past. So it's really good to just have like a toolbox of you know, situations in your life where you've done really good work. Uh, that way you can answer those kinds of questions well. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is that, um, interestingly enough, like some students aren't very professional during the recruitment process. Um, I definitely understand that Gen Z is a little bit more informal and wants to bring their authentic selves to the workplace. And I totally stand for that. But at the same time, you know, older generations and hiring managers, they do have a certain um, standard when it comes to interviewing their candidates and what they expect of them. So, um, you know, making sure to address their interviewers in a polite manner, um, not using too much slang, um, showing up in business casual. Those are some things that young professionals should know that, you know, you do need to show up at a certain professional standard. And then from there, you can show your personality. Thank you for sharing. I think through the challenges, we already got also um, learned about some great tips. Um, I think as well, getting used to sort of interviewing is a skill all, all in itself, let's say. And it, um, yeah, you can really get better at it also, yeah, by practicing. Next to everything that you just mentioned, would you have any other tips um, for students who are just starting out with interviews? When it comes to preparing for interviews, there's a lot of different steps that I think students should take um, or just people in general, really. I think this is more general interview advice across the board. But I would say one thing that can kind of earn you brownie points is to do research on the interviewer. 
So the majority of the time when you are given an interview invite, um, you will be given the names of the interviewers themselves. So sometimes it's like a panel interview. Sometimes it's the recruiter that personally reaches out to you and wants to do a phone screen with you. Um, usually you will have those names. So just pop those names into LinkedIn and see what are the past companies they've worked for. Are they pretty early in their career? Have they worked at the company for a really long time? What's their role? So usually based on that, I will craft a couple of questions um, to be able to save for the end of the interview to show them like, hey, I've done my research and I really value you as a person and I value your time and I'd love to ask you a personal question. So that's one thing I would say. Um, obviously having that toolbox of questions and answers to common behavioral questions. Um, also being able to answer questions that are a little bit more on like the soft skills side. So for example, this isn't really going to like knock off any points if you don't do it, but I personally love it when students answer my how are you question at the beginning of the interview. That way it kind of breaks the ice and I get to learn a little bit more about what they're up to and see a little bit more of their personality. So I think that's um, something that's really cool that I would love to see more people implement. Thank you for that. And of course, as a student or if you're early in career, it can be quite daunting sort of reaching out to the first companies, applying to your first jobs. Would you have any tips um, for students specifically on how to get your foot um, through the door? Sure. So it is definitely very daunting to get your foot in the door as a young professional right out of university or college. Um, it's like one of those moments where you dream of it for such a long time and you're preparing for it for so long um, and you feel like you're kind of entitled to a position at that point because of all the work that you've put in, but people don't realize how difficult it actually is to get their foot in the door at a corporate company. So there are a lot of steps outside of schooling that I would recommend for people. So first of all, like come to the table knowing what your skills and your strengths are. Um, a lot of the things that we learn in school and a lot of the skills that we've built up in school don't necessarily apply to the real world. So you kind of have to dig deeper into the things and the experiences that you've done outside of school. So like for me, I did a lot of leadership experience um, in extracurriculars. So I was able to translate that into like leadership positions um, and informal leadership roles um, in the corporate works workplace. So think about those um, and see what can translate into the kind of role that you want. And then once you've identified um, one or a few types of roles that you're interested in, um, go ahead and like do an exploratory phase and see, hey, is this like the type of role that I think it is? Um, is this something that I can actually see myself doing? Is this something that would be challenging to me? Does it sound interesting? So the way I would go about that is just doing a ton of coffee chats. So I love to reach out to alumni from my school, um, especially if you're a student first getting your foot in the door. Um, these like alumni from your school or just older professionals in general, they love mentoring. They love helping out. Um, even though a lot of them may be very busy, 
they do have this like innate desire to help other people and they'll especially do it to like people that um they see themselves in and like younger versions of themselves so i tell people you know don't be afraid to reach out to people you really admire especially when you're a student because as a student um i feel like that gives you the credibility to reach out to them and people are more likely to speak with them um and then also another cool thing to do would be basically creating a brand for yourself so this is, can kind of be done through like coffee chats and um, just because people get to know you for who you are. So when I say creating a brand, it could be an online brand. It could be in person, basically just creating a rep reputation for yourself before um, you even walk into um, the corporate space, because in that way, um, you've kind of understood what your voice is a little bit and then people already know you so you feel a little bit more comfortable going into that space. Thank you so much for sharing that Serena. I find it extremely interesting the point on kind of finding your own voice and em embracing also that authenticity and yeah asking for help and reach out. I think when I was a student uh, I didn't do it as much as I could have um, I feel there's so many more resources now that I, uh, somehow I wish it was now, but I know it was a bit easier back then. So, um, it's also, it's also okay. Um, something I wanted to ask you actually, it's, um, in one of your posts, you openly shared, um, about the experience of getting laid off from your dream job. Um, I'm sorry. I, I was very sorry when I read it personally, and I personally went through, um, the same last summer. Um, I think many folks in uh, tech can relate to that right now. It's just a very different environment. So I just wanted to ask, how do you feel now? Um, how have you been coping with this? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, it's been a really interesting experience and I never would have thought that I would have had to experience something like this so early on in my career. Um, you just like never really hear of layoffs that often when you're like, a kid or in school so it's kind of interesting that there's so many going on right now and it's affecting so many people across the board so um personally it was definitely a shock to me at first and um you know I definitely had my moment where I had to you know kind of understand my feelings in the moment and then recover um so it has been about like three months since I've been laid off, which was kind of longer than I expected to be unemployed, but it's totally cool because I um, saw this period more like an extended break. Um, and personally, I haven't had like a break like this in such a long time, ever since probably like a summer um, in high school where I've had like a few months to really just recoup and fill my cup and catch up with friends and like catch up on life in general. So I um, actually felt like pretty good during this time, surprisingly. I just knew that, you know, things would work out. And even though I'm still finding a position, like I still keep myself productive. Um, I love going to the gym, um, you know, hanging out with people during the day. And it's just been, it's been a good time for me. I feel like the season is about to end soon. And obviously I won't be unemployed forever, but it's been a good experience in itself.
thanks for sharing. It sounds very like hopeful and yeah, the point of like, on like filling your cup, I think it, I think it's very important. And for me, it was relatable. I got to the, I remember like the first two weeks after the layoff, like I couldn't do anything. I was just, I, I just couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And then slowly I kind of picked up on the stuff that I really enjoyed doing. So I really like painting and walking in the nature. So I was doing a lot of that. Um, do you have any advice for anyone who is going through uh, that same experience? Uh, yeah, ba based on yours? Yeah, I love how you shared about your hobbies because I think, um, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I always have a to-do list of all the things that I want to do, but then never get around to doing because I had a nine to five. So, um, you know, I would kind of view it as this time where you can do like whatever you want. You can design your own schedule. You can go to a coffee shop every day if you wanted to. You can travel. A lot of my friends were telling me to travel, but I was already traveled out from last year. So I didn't want to do any more, but it would have been a good time to if I wanted to. Um, other advice I would say um, just really like reprioritizing things in your life and taking this time to reflect and see like, hey, is the career that I previously had something that I actually wanted or is now a time to make a pivot? And I've kind of going through that same experience myself, but on a more like day-to-day -day basis, I would say, don't be afraid to make a LinkedIn post about your layoff and also to tell all your friends um, because you are in the situation where everybody wants to help you and I've gotten like multiple leads from making a LinkedIn post and telling my friends and my family. So um, yeah, ultimately I think it's good to just let people know so that that way they can support you. And then, um, you know, like finding a job search buddy can also be a lot of help as well. Thank you for sharing. Serena, if people want to find you online, where can they look for you? Sure, so on LinkedIn, I am Serena Sang, so S-A-R-E-N-A-T-S-E-N-G, and that's where they can find me. Perfect. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for listening to Closer in Tech, a podcast created by the D2 Collective. We are on a mission to make the tech world feel closer. If you're new here, the D2 Collective is a global value-based membership community for those working in tech. Our members get access to a growing network of inspiring and talented individuals, regular meetups in the major European cities, and additional content to unlock their personal and professional growth. If you want to be part of it, head to the d2collective.community.